0: tonight Saturday night and we are live welcome CTN to the platform as always may God richly bless each and everybody watching right now in Jesus mighty name 55 minutes of fury fury tonight Arthur Pulaski coming on with us at 11 do not miss any of that represent well actually I'm wrong as always Mark, Max Blumenthal video we've got to hustle tonight get as much in as I possibly can for those of you who are watching you are probably now labeled by the federal government i.e. Joe Biden as a fascist terrorist. Well, we, we all just need to go ahead and embrace not the truth there is no truth in those statements but we just need to go ahead and embrace the name calling we've been called xenophobic homophobic insurrectionists, whatever has been election deniers and science deniers of course we've been right every single time so again what they're doing is projecting onto you that which they are they are the fascists but they're going to call us fascists i'll go through the list in just a minute here's joe biden play it for me and this is a nation that rejects violence as a political tool. We do not encourage violence. Back then, when I was in your position, I was suggesting we bomb Belgrade. I was suggesting that we send American pilots in and blow up all the bridges on the Drina. I was suggesting we take out his oil supplies. I was suggesting very specific action. There's Joe Biden. Of course, he rejects violence. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, now here's a compilation video. And again, I just have to reemphasize this to you. They project onto you that which they are. So when they call you racist, please understand that it's the Democratic Party that is made up of racists. It's always the left. I mean, everybody think back in time. When has any leftist ideology ever not been racist? And they are of the left. They will always say things like Nazism is a, a far right ideology. It's far from that. Nazism is a far left ideology. It's the National Socialist Party. So who's all about violence? Play the next video for me. Just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country and maybe there will be. People need to start
1: taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state.
2: Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful.
1: Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When
2: they go low, we kick.
1: How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck?
2: The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right.
1: I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You, you would have been a hero.
0: I'd like to punch him in the face. I said if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president?
2: They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact.
1: Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? This way. That's
2: it right
1: there. up. I have thought
0: And you tell them they're not
1: welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our constitution are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
0: They're not gonna stop before election day in November and they're not gonna stop after election
1: day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not gonna let up and they should not.
0: If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. So we can actually know if we actually tried to find right wing videos. And I I oftentimes don't stipulate to the Republican Party because the Republican Party tends to be very spineless. But I will just use them for this for the ease of conversation. Try to find any Republican videos of any Republican talking like any of those Democrats, or find any conservative pundit, Glenn Beck, Dan Bongino, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, find any, because a lot of those were were liberal commentators, leftist commentators. Find any of them that ever actually talk like that. Find any Republican or any right winger that ever talks like that. You will never find it. Now, here's the list. Now, we are called fascists now because that's what they are, and they project on us that which they are. But who is it that kills 1.5 million babies per year in the United States. And remember, that's a low number because the two leaders in abortions are the state of California and the state of New York, and both of them do not do not report all of their abortion numbers. Strange how that works out. So it's probably between one and three million babies butchered in the womb per year. Number one cause of death in the black community is not heart disease, it's not the, the killing of white men by cops, it is abortion. 1.5 million babies butchered in the womb or even outside of the womb now in the United States, that of course is a leftist ideology. That's the Democratic Party. Who is it for mass censorship? Who is it that proffered an information governance board? That sounds like the Third Reich. Who is? What president put a put a blood red background in his latest speech? That would be Donald. That was Donald Trump. That would be Joe Biden. He has he has a He actually blocks the flag with his own image has two Marines sitting on each side of him as he denigrates more than half of the American population. See, what they're always expecting is for you to consider yourself to be the minority when you are actually the majority. They will use intimidation to get you to yield yield your rights that their numbers could not force you to yield. That's why they want all your firearms gone, which brings up that. Who is it that confiscates guns? It wouldn't be the right wing, it'd be the left wing, and everybody, Mao Zedong, Adolf Hitler, Benito Mussolini, they were all the ones who were confiscating guns. The modern day tyrants like Justin Trudeau, Scott Morrison, all of them are all gun confiscators. Who is it that forced the vaccination? Who is it that put vaccine passports on all of us? In other words, show your papers. That would be the left wing. Who is it that's conducting right now medical experiments? What do you mean, Tom? Medical experiments? The vaccination's not t- is not tested on. It does not have human trials. The vaccination you if you're taking that or you're taking the latest booster that was just approved for emergency use authorization out of the FDA if you're the one if you're taking that booster you are a Mengele style human experiment who is it that thrust upon us vaccine mandates and vaccine passports i.e. show me your papers who is it that locks down bank accounts that would be the left not the right so who is it that's actually fascist Who is it that's tracking bank accounts? Certainly isn't the right. That would be the left, so who's the fascist? Who is it that just hired 87,000 new IRS employees, many of them administrators, many of them agents? so that they can track your bank accounts. That's fascism. Who has a Gestapo FBI? Who has a Gestapo Antifa? Who has a Gestapo BLM? Certainly isn't the right side of politics, it would be the left side of politics. So again, who are the fascists? Who's, who's raiding their political opponents? Go, let's go back in history, shall we? And let's find any example of any right-wing president raiding, raiding his political opposition's homes. None it's not just Trump that's been raided either. Steve Bannon's been arrested. You have, you have uh, General Flynn that's been arrested. Roger Stone's been arrested. Peter Navarro has been arrested. All former Trump staffers have been arrested or Trump advisors have been arrested or charged with crimes and or charged with crimes. Yeah, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe raided. These are all opposition of the of the president, all opposition of the Democratic Party, all opposition of the current administration. And who has the Goebbels media? So if you're going to call anybody a fascist, every single left winger ought to spin a mirror around and look at themselves, point themselves, point their finger in their own face, and say, "There is." The fascists. And for all the left wingers that are rejoicing in this, you rejoice in the censorship, you rejoice in forced masking and forced, forced vaccination because you're compliant, you're, you're okay with them tracking bank accounts. It will eventually turn on you because once there's no right wingers left to persecute, the left always persecutes its own. And speaking of leftist ideology, let's turn towards the border. Now, for a lot of you, the border makes you actually clip, turn off the podcast because it would appear to you just to be kind of a simplistic situation. Understand that our open southern border, our, our northern border with Canada, who has been our basically our number one ally for the last 60, 70, 80 years, is closed. But our, nor- our southern border is wide open. Anybody can come in. If you're unvaccinated, you're not allowed in this country right now. That's why you said Novak Djokovic was not blocked from competing in the U.S. Open by the U.S. Open. He was blocked uh, uh, for competing in the U.S. Open by Joe Biden, and the Biden administration. So the southern border is way more than just an open border where they're allowing lots of illegal immigrants, 30, 40, 50 countries represented. You have many Middle Eastern people who are probably on the terrorist watch list that are crossing the southern border every day, as, many, as well as many Eastern Europeans. However, in 2.5 million in 2021, 4.9 million total since Joe Biden has taken office. It is not just about it affecting American jobs, which is it greatly does affect American jobs. It's not just about it affecting our crime rate, which it greatly affects our crime rate, because it is not the always the country's best that are crossing our southern border into the United States. Not saying that they're all bad, but they are all bad because they're all criminals. If you're crossing the southern border illegally, you're doing something illegal, that makes you a criminal. You're knowingly doing something illegal. But it's more than that. It's also a World Economic Forum situation. Don't turn off, don't turn off the podcast because I'm talking about the southern border. And you think that it's very simplistic. It's not simplistic. It's all coming out of Davos. The same thing is happening in, in many European countries. They're being overwhelmed. London now is strictly a Muslim state. Many, many stabbings, many murders. Their crime rates through the roof. Sweden's crime rate is through the roof. All because of open borders. Now, what did I mean by World Economic Forum? If you watch this podcast regularly, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's about flooding the zone with people who have no heritage attachment to the country that they are illegally immigrating into. I.e., you have have up to 5 million now that have illegally crossed into the United States since Joe Biden took office uh, uh, 18 months ago. Now, what, what, what do I mean by this? How does this connect to the World Economic Forum? If you have a whole bunch of people flooding the zone, flooding into a country that do not connect with that country's heritage in the United States, it would be our Constitution Declaration of Independence in, in, in Canada, be their Charter of Rights, and they don't connect with the nationalism. Nationalism is not a bad word. If you get called a nationalist, that's a compliment. If you get called a populist, that's a compliment but they don't connect with the nationalism of the country they're illegally migrating in. They are easily governed by a global governance. That is the point. That is why you have an open border so that all of these illegals can cross in. They're, they're illegally voting in elections breaking our laws by even entering the country, have no connection to the Constitution, no connection to the Declaration of Independence. All, if not most, if not all of them are going on to welfare. Even if the Democratic Party calls it something other than welfare, it's welfare. And a lot of times through, it's not direct welfare, from the federal government oftentimes it is but oftentimes it's welfare that's given to them by non-governmental organizations it's welfare money it's governmental money given to ngos to illegal so it's all welfare but they don't connect with the constitution they don't connect with our rule of law so they're easily governed by a global entity i.e klaus schwab the world economic forum out of davos now here we go this is greg price Ducey is asking, Corrine Jean-Pierre, what specifically is the president doing about drug overdoses? Play for me.
2: Thanks, Corrine. There's a big problem now that rainbow fentanyl, which is designed to target children, has been found in 18 states. What specifically is the president doing about this?
1: So uh, we just talked about uh, uh, the day, the overdose awareness day that um, uh, that we are uh, observing today. Uh, I just laid out uh, what the second gentleman uh, and uh, others are doing within within this administration. Uh, and, um, you know, we are going to continue to focus on the, uh, the steps that we're taking, that we have taken. You have the $80 million uh, that DHS just announced uh, today on drug prevention. And the president has taken uh, many steps. He's made this a...
0: So, Karine Jean Pierre has asked, what specifically is the president doing? Now, we have 100,000, actually 107,000 overdose deaths in the United States. Let me just say this to you. Isn't it funny how the Democratic Party policies always end up with people dying? Isn't it funny that every single policy that's a leftist, globalist policy ends up with people dying? they create the virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology they institute masks they institute lockdowns both of which led to to hundreds of thousands of people dying dying of su- dying of suicide dying of endlessly breathing in latent coronaviruses inside the very mask that they're wearing to protect them from coronaviruses. Everything that they do, open borders, 107,000 overdose deaths, primarily from fentanyl, which is made by China, which of course, it's all funny how it works that way too, isn't it? China is always given preferential treatment by the Biden administration because the Biden administration is part of the World Economic Forum, which is hand in glove with China. China loves Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab loves Xi Jinping in China. Every time there is a leftist, globalist, legislative measure actually implemented, it means that people die. They create the virus, people die. They create the vaccine, people die. They create booster one, people die. Booster two, people die. And what's the answer to our overdose problem? 107,000 Americans dead in 2021, an all-time world record, another Biden record. What's the answer for Corrine Jean-Pierre? The answer is overdose, I'm quoting here, her overdose awareness day. That, that's the answer from the Democratic Party. We're going to have an overdose awareness day. And she says that she closed the border. She says the Biden administration has closed the border. Breaking nine eleven video. Do you see life expectancies are going down at a rate never seen in a century? What's her answer to that? Play it for me. Life Caesar. expectancies
2: are going down. Uh, at a rate not seen in a century, and part of that is being driven by drug overdoses. So, what is the president going to? do?
0: And we
1: ag- we agree. We agree. We see those same numbers as well. But the fact that we are, uh, you know, we are securing the border. Uh, the fact that we are securing record levels of funding uh, from DHS so they can stop illicit drugs from entering into the country. The the fact that uh, it's not just drug traffickers that we're dealing with as well. We're stopping stopping financiers. This is what's happening with this and under this administration. Well, Look, not-
0: what are the death numbers under the Biden administration? Life expectancy in the United States when they took office was 78. It's been lowered to 77. Average age of COVID death. Always keep in mind is 79. Two years above life life expectancy in the United States. Joe Biden has 850,000 COVID deaths to his credit in one in in uh, 18 months, basically a year and a half. 18 months, 1.5 years, 850,000 COVID deaths to his credit. I don't believe in any of those numbers. Just so you know, 1.1, 1.2 million COVID deaths. I don't believe in it. I'm using their own numbers. So post-vaccination, pre-vaccination, Donald Trump numbers, because Donald Trump had no vaccination numbers, was 300 300 to 330,000. Post-vaccination, again, they owe everything they do results in death. Every single policy they implement, it results in human beings dying. The most dangerous border on the planet is the United States southern border on the planet. Worse than Ukraine, Russia. Worse than Afghanistan, Pakistan—who hate each other—it's the worst. Every single, every single policy that they have purposely ends in the death of humanity. 41.2 million abortions around the globe every single year because of leftist globalist policies. Greg Price video, do see again. Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's okay. Play it for me. Submit
1: protocols. I'd refer you to them. They have their own specific protocols as well. So they're two different things. They're two different things.
2: So, so are, how is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated, they're allowed to stay.
1: But, Why? But that's not how it works. That, like we actually no. I know
2: that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what ha- what is happening.
1: But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not. That's, that's not exactly how.
2: Exactly what's happening.
1: We well,
2: thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening.
1: So. Let me just lay out what we have done under this administration. We have installed new border technology and set up joint protocols with Mexico and Guatemala to catch more human traffickers. We have already made over 3,000 arrests in the first three months of launching an unprecedented anti-smuggling campaign with regional partners. We've secured record levels of funding for the Department of Homeland Security.
0: All right, so, quote, Jean-Pierre, that's not how it works. Peter Ducey says, you know what? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay. Remember, Novak Djokovic was not allowed to enter the country due to the Biden, administration's, uh, Biden administration policy. Jean-Pierre's answer is, that's not how it works. It's not like somebody walks over. She says, that's not how it works. It's not like somebody walks in. All right, well, let's, let's actually look at some film footage, shall we? Just remember now, all while I show you these videos, we're gonna rapid fire through these videos. Remember, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the worst White House press secretary and one of the dumbest human beings that's ever been behind a podium ever. Remember, she says, that's not how it works. And by the way, it's always funny too, what, what's this new border technology? Why, why do we never see any pictures of it? Why, why do we never see its installation? They, they do have a drug overdose awareness day for all the fentanyl that's crossing over the southern border. Remember, she says now that it's, that's not how it works. It's not like somebody just walks over. Well, let's look at the video, shall we? Bill Malugin video for the first time. Play it for me, Tommy. ¿Dónde Cuba? ¿Cuba? 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 ¿Venezuela, Cuba? Nicaragua.
1: ¿Nicaragua?
3: Nicaragua.
0: ¿Cuba? ¿Nicaragua, Cuba? ¿Cuba,
3: Cuba, Cuba? ¿Qué suena? ¿Cuba, Cuba, cuba venezuela cuba nicaragua 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 cuba nicaragua cuba 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 cuba
0: Cuba, Cuba, Nicarágua, Cuba, Nicarágua, Cuba,
1: Nicarágua, Cuba, Cuba, Cuba. Cuba Nicarágua.
2: Yeah, the, the coyotes are in the middle. Yeah. I mean, they're going to keep coming based off how long that line was. That dude in the back has a cell phone. Yeah. There's no border patrol. Yeah. Alright, thank you. This is going to set our all-time record.
0: I mean, that's insane. Blow out head, so there you go. Now, you may have been thinking on the first video, you know what? All those people were behind the gate. Well, I didn't actually have it set up right. It was my fault. That was actually the Texas National Guard keeping all the illegal immigrants behind the gate. And then you had Joe Biden's Border Patrol come in and actually let them in. We showed that video before. Now, here we go. Now, remember what Karine Jean-Pierre said? Jean-Pierre said, always say Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre, what she said was, that's not how it works. It's not like somebody walks over. Remember, now, we've had 4.9 million. This is every day, 24 hours a day, pouring into the United States. Uh, July... August will be a record when the numbers come out. July was an all-time record for July. June was an all-time record for June. May was an all-time record for May. April was an all-time record for May. I mean, for April. I could go back. I'm sure that I don't remember now, but I know those four months for sure were all-time records. This is happening 24 hours a day, and you actually have a White House press secretary Say to the American public from behind the White House moniker that that's not how it works. People are not walking into the United States. what Where, where's the technology that's stopping them from crossing the Rio Grande? Just curious. And not to mention it is one of the most uh, dangerous borders on it is, it is the most dangerous border on the planet. One of the reasons why? It's not just the 30 or 40 illegal migrants that were found in the back of a semi-trailer, suffocated to death, and heat-stroked to death. It's many people drowned on the Rio Grande. Young kids, that, that the, the tide or the current in the river, and the Rio Grande, can pick up. And there are many, many people, including a Border Patrol agent, who died earlier in the year. Drowning on the Rio Grande, trying to save an illegal migrant from drowning in the Rio Grande. All right, let's go to the next one. John R. Modlin tweet. Observant, AGO station agents discovered 4.3 million in fentanyl pills during a vehicle stop near Gilliband, Arizona. Two U.S. citizen smugglers were turned over. See, there's the drug problem. Go to the next one for me. Bill Malugin tweet. CBP agents at the Nogales, Arizona port of entry see 625,000 fentanyl pills. Now think about this. These are great seizures, but think about all that's not being seized. When you have four point, let's just round it up, 5 million illegal entries. And those are the ones we know. And I've said this a million times on this podcast, the CBP statistics, they have, they themselves state, that what what there are no numbers five million illegal crossings five million and that counts getaways too so that, that's 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 the legit number from CBP five million illegal border crossers in and in, in eighteen months under Joe Biden. But it's up to one to five times more than that because those are the ones they contacted. So that's 5 million they know about. How many, do they, how many do they not know about? In that video that I just showed you where they were all crossing the Rio Grande, one of the commentators said there was no CBP agent in sight. So how many of those people crossed? Most people are crossing without detection. Those are the facts. Yeah, look at these. Look at these record drug hauls: six hundred twenty-five thousand fentanyl pills in five smuggling bus bus over the weekend, including another twelve thousand that were rainbow-colored to have a similar appearance. That's what Peter Deucey was talking about. To candy or ecstasy, they are now marketing fentanyl to people under the age of eighteen, i.e., juveniles. And when you rainbow-color them, that means you're actually marketing fentanyl to people who are 12 13 14 years of age because that that would be something that would appeal to somebody that age they're actually now putting rainbow colors on fentanyl pills and joe biden doesn't care they don't again every policy that they yeah there's some pictures of it every policy they put in place leads to the death of human beings because there are a bunch of people who want to lower the Earth's population? That real that's not that's not. I mean, if you look at we put this video up not too long ago, it was a it, five, six podcasts ago. If that, it's probably last week sometime. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was formerly called something to do with lowering the Earth's population foundation. Can't remember the name offhand right now, but that's what it used to be called. All right, Bill Malugian tweet new at at texas dps trooper in the rgv discovers the man he pulls over in a previously deported felon from mexico living in the united states illegally with an outstanding warrant now here it is an outstanding warrant for indecency with a child by sexual contact play the video for me
3: de Border Patrol mi ah, señor. ¿Ah? señor la compro yo se que cometí la Border Patrol ¿sí? ¿Ah? como se llama el niño que esta enfrente? al Junior cuantos años tiene uno, un año, tres veces
2: Hay que no ¿Qué te muevas yo te
1: <tose> fui a
2: Right
3: here uh, the and uh, confirmed. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: All right, so there you go, the arrest of a child predator who's been who's crossed the border undetected by Z- CBP undetected by the Biden administration living in the country for years and nobody cares. New York Post tweet. New York New York City struggling to house busloads of migrants as hotel intake centers plan plan falls apart. They're actually housing illegal immigrants in five-star hotels, and it's starting to fall apart. Last one, and then we're going to Pastor Arthur Pulaski. Bill Malugian tweet, breaking two migrant buses from Texas just arrived in Chicago. They should all love it. New York City, Sanctuary City. Let's send them to Seattle. Let's send them to Portland. All the sanctuary, San Francisco should be next. L.A. Let's send five million in the last year and a half. Let's send them all to sanctuary cities. Now the rest of the show. Let's bring on. I want to introduce to you Pastor Arthur Pulaski, one of my heroes of the faith. Hey, Pastor, how are you doing? Can you hear me good? I can't hear you yet.
3: Can you hear me now?
0: Got you now. Perfect. Great to have you on. I'm real. I just want to dedicate the rest of this you know the last last 25 minutes or so to you i want the world to know and i know i know some people know but i want as many people to know because really the last part of the last 25 minutes is totally dedicated to covid to the vaccinations and i want them to see the end result of the covid tyranny i just want to start off with let's go with the 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 late the latest arrest you've been getting arrested since 2005 by a totalitarian Canadian government however I want to go over the last one I want I want everyone to hear what you went through I don't want you to mince words tell don't leave anything out don't worry about me asking you questions just talk let's go your last arrest I know there's more than one charge and there's things that are coming in the future and I mix all that into but I want to know about your experience I've only heard it once or twice I want to hear it again so let's go for, right from your last arrest what happened to you
3: well, as you know, Tom, uh, we had something incredible happening in our country that's a truck uh, convoy. And I'll tell you what I saw uh, being part of the truck convoy. I-, I saw families coming together. I saw solidarity with each other, every color, every creed, uh, people, Canadians coming under the umbrella of freedom, under the umbrella of a Canadian flag. I mean, that was the most incredible, most beautiful thing I've ever seen. In this country, and of course, that's a no-no for the globalist agenda. I mean, patriotism—someone that actually loves his country, someone wants to uh, wants to defend his country—that's an unacceptable uh, view. So, I was asked to conduct a series of church services for the truck convoy, and I did two in Calgary while they were on their way to Ottawa, and we fed them and and we gave them food on the on the road. And I did church services, uh, two, one in the evening and one in the morning. And then they went to Ottawa, and I was asked to conduct a series of other church services in Milk River and in Coutts Coutts is um, its a border town. It's a point of entry between you know, Montana and the province of Alberta. And I went over there with my son. I took my worship leader with me, and we took food. We did Lord's Supper. I I gave a sermon. We were singing songs. And, and then there was a blockade by the RCMP. RCMP is like your FBI. They were blocking the, the road. And I asked them if I would be able to go to Kutz and do a church service over there. And they opened the barricade. And we were able to go in. And I delivered another church service over there. We had the supper. We had Lord's, uh, Lord's Supper as well. We were uh, singing songs. And I gave a sermon, a speech, a 19 19- minute speech. During that speech, I said to the truckers, uh, to Canadians, hold the line, stay strong, just do not use any violence. I said three times, no guns, no swords. This is not how we fight. I reminded them about solidarity movement I witnessed uh, when I was growing up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets when Polish people finally decided to take it to the streets and said to the government, the communist government at the time. We shall no longer work for you. We are not your slaves. We are humans. And um, and they took it to the streets. Within the first year, it grew to one million members. And of course, the totalitarian communist dictatorship um, shut it down. And they said whoever is part of that movement, Solidarity Movement, will end up in prison. The next two years, it tripled the numbers, believe it or not. We had three million People joining Solidarity Movement despite the government crackdown. And then a few years later, as you remember from history, Polish people united in a big scale. And then within a few years, we had 10 million strong outgrew the Communist Party three to one. And Poland uh, for the first time after the invasion, invasion of the Nazi um, had its first and free and democratic election in 1989. Uh, they, uh, you know, Berlin Wall collapsed, iron curtain got broken. Anyway, I witnessed that with my own eyes, so I reminded the trackers that that's how we are to fight. Martin Luther King Jr. style, the civil uh, civil rights style, the Mahatma Gandhi civil rights style, no violent wages just do not comply, just don't cooperate, take it to the streets, stop working for the wannabe fires. Well, the RCMP let me go back home. But what I didn't know at that time that they started to monitor me uh, coming in and going out. And one day on Tuesday morning, I stepped out of my house and it was a takedown, uh, it was a takedown of El Chapo of Calgary, Al Capone of Canada, Escobar of Alberta. I mean, it was a gong show. There were RCMP officers, detectives, undercover cops. They were um, Calgary uniformed. Uh, officers. There was a SWAT team with their cameras. It was unbelievable. I don't know what's happening.
0: We're getting you back. Oh, we lost him. All right, we lost him for a minute, Aaron. See if we can get him back. Um, well, the stuff that probably, it's all the way from Alberta, Canada. It's a long ways away to zoom in a call. We got him back. You think, Aaron? All right, we got you back, Pastor. Hit it. Go go right from where you're at.
3: So. It was a takedown. It was incredible. It was unbelievable. I'm telling you, it was something else like you watch in the movies. And then, of course, I was interrogated for hours, taken to prison. And for my speech, for my speech, oh, my.
0: We're having some tech problems. I hate to say that. I hate to see that that's happening, but it just is what it is. You know, sometimes the Zoom doesn't work. I've got lots of other stuff to cover anyway. Guys, let's go go to my slides. Just kind of have them ready. Coming back in, you think we're <laughs> we're trying to trying to work, try not to start or try not to stop. Let's just roll, and Aaron, when you get them back, if we can, let's go. Let's just go back to me, and if we get them back, then we'll uh, we'll hit it. So let's go. There you go. Thank you. Let's get. Uh, we're on the COVID subject anyway because that's what Arthur Pulaski was arrested for. He was arrested. He was arrested for conducting church service. We got him back. You think? Uh, let's try it again. Hit it. Go again. Give it. A, we'll give it a shot <laughs> again. You know, it's a long way. It's a long way from I, I, Sarasota to Alberta, Canada. So it's a long way to go. So all right, go ahead, Pastor. I, I think,
3: I think it's more than that. um I have been heavenly censored lately. Even my live feed today in a church was uh, completely broke, and actually, uh, no one could see uh, me uh, going alive, uh, going live, and and yet on my phone was showing that I am uh, live streaming. So they're messing with me. They're afraid, of course, of what I'm saying, exposing this tyranny. And I think they're afraid of me, particularly because I grew up behind the Iron Curtain and I've seen this movie before. And I'm warning Canadians and Americans about what's coming. I've seen this movie before. We have to change the script or else. So anyway, after my speech in Kudz, of course, that was my fifth COVID arrest, my 16th. Arrest from 2005, and um, I received so far 340 citations and over 100 court cases. So I was taken to prison, and as you know, in prison I was put in metal cages. Can you believe it? They put a pastor in metal cages, stripped naked. I was put later on um, solitary confinement, dragged every night from my solitary cell into a concrete solitary cell, Um, without washroom, without water. And then 40-some days later, sometimes they would keep me there for 26 hours straight. And then they kidnapped me, believe it or not, from Calgary. And the sheriffs took me to Edmonton, and they placed me in a max spot. Max spot is for the most dangerous offenders, for those that are murdering other inmates, attacking guards, and I was placed over there. Freezing conditions, Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton is minus 5 to minus 50. At that time, it was a blizzard, minus 30. And I complained to the guards. I said, listen, I came healthy here, but I'm not going to survive the night. Uh, it's freezing cold. And they were laughing, and they said, at least you have fresh air. Then the next day, believe it or not, they took me from the max spot, and they placed me in a psych ward. Without the evaluation of the doctors, without the knowledge of the AHS, which is Alberta Health Services, totally illegal, I was pray- placed in a in a psych ward. Um, why is this um, important to the story? Because that's exactly what the Soviets uh, would do, and they still do in North Korea and in China, and of course in Soviet russia every opponent every person that dares to oppose totalitarian regime will end up in a psych ward as a a, pastor uh, Pulaski,
0: pastor let me let me just make this clear to everybody your charges that you were just put in solitary confinement up to 26 hours straight in, in freezing conditions an absolute threat to your life deprived of food deprived of water deprived of visitation was because you conducted church services sang songs and conducted and gave two or three, four sermons. That's why you were in prison for 40-something days, deprived of food, deprived of water, in freezing conditions, correct?
3: That's 100% correct. Um, Actually, the premier of Alberta uh, did his uh, scrum. He went on television, and this is what he said. I mean, they're pathological liars, and they they know what they're doing. He went on television and said Arthur Pawlowski was inciting people to commit acts of violence against other individuals while he perfectly was aware that my speech was totally opposite. I was telling people not to turn into violence, no guns, no swords, peacefully. This is a peaceful resistance. This is solidarity style, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr. civil uh, civil rights movement, not a violent one. However for those people, law and order doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter. They're pathological liars. They have an agenda. And I want you people to really understand what's going on. We're truly living behind the Iron Curtain right now. And you're next. If Americans will not put their act together, if you don't put your house in order, you're next. We are already living in China now. We have a totalitarian regime. Canada does not have democracy. Listen, we're not living in democracy. The judge that we had said that he received a phone call from his boss telling him uh, to deal with us properly. I mean, this is a show trials. This is a lawlessness. Our rights have been thrown away. And when I was in the States, as you remember, uh, many Americans were coming to me and they were saying to me, oh, we have, uh, we have our constitution, we have our amendments. And let me tell you something. Your piece of paper means absolutely nothing for Democrats. They don't care. Biden administration doesn't care about your piece of paper. You have to care about your constitution. You have to care about your declaration of independence. It's your document. Your founding fathers created it. You have to keep it. You have to stand up for it. So going back to the story. I was ultimately charged with multiple crazy charges, including terrorism. So right now, I'm still on house arrest. After seven p.m., I cannot leave my house. I have crazy bail conditions. I had to give up lots of money to those people as my bail. I have two sureties uh, right now. Every time I want to leave somewhere, uh, I have to get a, a written permission from my probation officer. And they piled up other charges on me, including trespassing when I went to pick up my mail, not wearing a muzzle, inciting people to come to church, participating in illegal gathering, officiating an illegal gathering, and they charged me with this crazy offense, um, interfering with the crucial infrastructure under the Defense Act, which is terrorism. If you're blowing up bridges, if you're blowing up uh, pipes, then uh, you would be charged with something like this. I am the only ever in the history of this country citizen to be charged with this offense. So the craziness continues. I still face four trials, including one for illegally feeding people, which is a $100,000 ticket. And I, like I said before, this is my uh, t- 340th ticket over 100 court cases. And that was my 16th arrest. Interesting twist to the story is this, that Last year, as you remember, right after I came from United States of America, I landed. I was arrested at the Tarmark uh, and taken and criminally charged for inciting people to come to church and officiating an illegal gathering, a church service. Um, While well, the judge, Adam Germain, found us guilty on two contempt of court, which was four years of imprisonment, huge amounts of money and compelled speech. And people say, oh, you're exaggerating. This is not the Nazi. This is not the communist. Uh, This is not dictatorship. This judge gave us a compelled speech. In other words, he said, I am telling you as the judge, I'm giving you order that every time you talk to another human being, you have to recite a government view on the vaccines, on the COVID mandates, on wearing masks, etc. Et in other words, I had to, I was commanded by the judge, by the courts, uh, the punishment for not obeying is imprisonment. I had to recite a communist uh, manifest. Of course, we refused with my brother David. We said, there's no way we're going to participate in this experiment. We're not going to recite. And we didn't. So they came back with a vengeance. They arrested us in the middle of the highway, me and my brother David, then re-arrested me again in the middle of the highway, then re-arrested me again, Threw me for 50 days in prison, and right now I'm facing four additional trials. That's how Canadian government deals with political opponents. However, here is a good news that comes out of the story. We filed an appeal and three judges right now in the highest court in the province of Alberta has found us innocent of all the charges for to us opening the church and said that all the arrests were absolutely illegal and they commanded the government to back off. The government is not backing off yet. However, when I was in a solitary confinement, I had this crazy thought. I said, okay, fine. If they will not allow me to be just a pastor, I will become a pastor politician. So I'll run for political office. And what was chasing me yesterday, I will be chasing tomorrow. So right now, as you know, I am running for the leadership of a political party here in the province of Alberta. If I win, I'm going to push this party into a higher level and see if we can get a momentum in the province of Alberta, if I win. And that's of course—it's a war, it's a fight between you know David and Goliath. It's an impossible task in a human mind uh, for human. However, it's something totally possible for our God. If I win, I am telling you, I'm going to go after those villains and I'm going to charge them for treason. I'm going to charge them for crimes against humanity, and we're going to have a public inquiry about what happened with this whole craziness called COVID lie. So.
0: In a not hey, hey pastor That's... let me hey pastor let me break in on you in just a second now go into detail a little bit more detail explain to us how that works because it's different in canada with the parliamentary system explain to us how you run for office the head of a political party the name of the party all of that where it's at specifically so we know and can pray specifically go ahead
3: yeah, so I was um, asked to run for different parties, uh, federal as well, to become member of parliament. However, I decided I will tackle first the province of Alberta where we live. I mean, um, uh, province of Alberta is an amazing province. It used to be called the Bible Belt of Canada. It has huge, uh, a big, you know, high moral standards. Um, so I think um, we can tackle this beast, this globalistic tyranny uh, right here. Um, uh, provincial elections uh, run in such a way that they elect MLAs, so uh, members of legislative assembly. Uh, those are our, um, you know, uh, house representatives, if you will. And then they form a government. If you have majority, if you have more MLAs, then you form a government. And the leader of that party becomes the premier. Premier is like your governor in your state. So I'm running for the leadership of the party. The party is called the Independence Party of Alberta. The Independence Party of Alberta, what that means, that means that we want to be independent from Ottawa. Right now, Ottawa is treating us like a a husband that is raping his wife, is beating uh, her all the time and steals her money, and she doesn't have enough to feed the kids. And that's exactly how the federal government is treating Albertans. So we want to be separated or we want our independence as the party from Ottawa's overreach. And then when we're going to gain the power, we're going to do a referendum. In other words, we're going to give the power, the voice back to the people. And that's exactly the entire platform you're running, the whole campaign. We are telling Albertans that this is your land, This is you, country. You can take a back. We have to unite. Enough of division. And we need to be separated from the tyrannical uh, federal government. Just like you uh, need to be separated or uh, you need your independence from the Biden administration. America is better off because you have your um, independence, at least in some states, from uh, the tyranny of the White House. However, in Canada doesn't work that way. We don't have a strong you know, constitution like you have. We don't have amendments. So it's uh, extremely difficult to cut those ties. That's why we need a referendum and we're going to do it. We are the only party that says that within a year, we're going to, have a, uh, we're going to give people back their voice and we'll have a referendum on independence. So the vote is uh, this Saturday. Uh, we're going to know who wins the leadership. And, um, and I put it before God as a fleece, and I said, hey, um, it's up to you. If you want me to run for political office, I will. And if you don't want me to do it, then just shut this door, and we'll see what is going to happen.
0: Well, there's a, you know, and what people need to understand, too, is, is something that you said a few minutes ago, that if it's happening in Canada, eventually it's going to come here. We've already seen it, really, in the state of California, all the major blue states, they're operating under totalitarian authorities there's still 29 months and 15 days to flatten the curve they're remasking all the students our military you get kicked out of the military because you haven't taken the vaccine a vaccine that was intended to stop transmission or infection and the reason why they're kicking out military members who aren't vaccinated is because allegedly they're spreading the va- they're spreading the virus but you know because they didn't take a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission <laughs> or infection none of it makes any sense whatsoever because it's just it's just vehicles to usher in totalitarianism and that and that's all that this is this is all all COVID is all va- you know vaccine policy vaccine mandates and that and that's what ended up i mean you were you were going to jail before all of this but what people need to understand is the reason why you were put in jail the reason why you're now running for office we had a lot of Christians here initially in the United States saying, I don't see why, you, why anybody would have a problem with you know wearing a mask, why anybody has a problem with 15 days to flatten the curve. Because whenever you allow a totalitarian to tell you what to do, especially when it makes absolutely no sense, mandate a vaccine to stop transmission and infection, using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection. And now for all those Christians, here's the answer. This is why I said, don't put masks on and don't lock your churches down because pastors end up in prison. And he's not the only one in Canada that ended up in prison for conducting a church service, for inciting a church service. Imagine that being a criminal offense. And it very nearly was here also. It's not that it's just happening in Canada. It was, it, it, we had Pastor Rodney Howard Brown arrested, Tony Spell arrested. We had other people criminally charged here for not wearing masks and we and, and this 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 was my point we ended up with with pastors being arrested criminally charged with inciting a church service so pastor you if if, if and when you win you know when, when did you say the election when the election's taking place when
3: it's uh, next saturday so just oh, uh a week, a week, from, week now. from
0: today all right a week yes. from today so what else what's the uh what's the status of your ministry how are things going with street church
3: While street church is still operating. Three times a week, we're feeding the homeless people on the streets of Calgary. We never stop doing that. And also, we are meeting in the building twice a week. Uh, So I conduct the church services. Tomorrow, we are feeding hundreds of people on the streets of Calgary, and we're going to be baptizing people again. We have baptisms every single week. Uh, almost uh, for the whole uh, summer. Um, so the ministry is thriving. People are coming. However, more and more people are coming to us with adverse reactions uh, to the jobs. And I'm telling you, it's scary. People are getting blind. Uh, people are partially paralyzed. They have heart attacks. I have a guy uh, in the church that had already four heart attacks after the job. Another man, um, a, a son of our worship leader, took the job and is now Uh, dying of cancer and those kind of things I hear over and over again almost every day someone is coming with those uh, stories so people are dying I don't know anyone right now that doesn't know someone either a family member or a friend that um, does not have adverse reactions so just like I said at the very beginning just like you said and others like us we were warning people we were telling them we could see the evil Uh, that was approaching. Unfortunately, at that time, people were not interested to listen to us. Hopefully now more and more people will pay attention to what we are saying because God always warns his people. He always warns his church about the attacks of the enemy. So I say to you, if you took the job, come to God, go to your knees and say, God, forgive me for not listening. Forgive me for this rebellion and please heal my body. Save me. So if it comes to ministry, uh, we're doing really, really well. Of course, the attacks are left and right. Uh, we were robbed uh, twice now. Our equipment was stolen. They broke into the church. They took our speakers. Uh, they've stolen our equipment. And uh, even today when we had the church, someone broke in and took our internet, believe it or not. Um, so the attacks are real. I think what's happening, Tom, I think the enemy got scared because I'm a very popular right now. There is a lot of people that are looking uh, into my uh, leadership race. They're looking for a new party, a grassroots party that can uh, bring the truth and make those people, those villains accountable. So I think the enemy is panicking. And of course, you know, and I know when enemy is panicking, he comes uh, punching as hard as he can. And that's exactly what he's doing. However, um, don't pay attention to what the devil is doing. Pay attention to what God is doing and God is raising up is raising up his 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 remnant and he uh, reminded me a couple of days ago he says remember Art, you are a leader for the remnant God is no. raising up his no. remnant church purified church he took us through the fire he intensified no. the fire he's shaking the fence and he is separating the goats from the sheep and the sheep from the wolves so in a way i want to tell you something what happened to me as crazy as it was as uncomfortable as it was and sometimes i was thinking i will not come alive uh, out of this uh, ordeal i'm telling you it was very beneficial because it it brought us closer to god it showed us who is who the friends from the fake judas iscariot and purified the church and put us into a position that right now we have a bigger voice than we ever had so in a way what enemy meant for evil god turns around uh, he turned around in our lives for good. It's fascinating story of Joseph. Joseph spent 13 years in a very uncomfortable circumstances. Hey, he hey, Pastor, was let me slave. let me
0: break hey, Pastor, let me break in cuz we only got 34 seconds left or so. And I want to lead everybody in a prayer right now. So let's pray every every Christian out there put your hand on the screen and let's pray, Lord, we we come to you right now in Jesus mighty name. On behalf of our brother, Pastor Arthur Pulaski, we pray victory over him in this election. We pray prosperity over every aspect of his life, in his family, in his ministry, all that he's doing. Usher in victory. Bring him to national acclaim and national victory in this election. We pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Love you all. So So why give to the TLP? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But that's not the end of it. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. We do not gauge our words. We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom in victory in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the word of God. On healing, the Bible. Prosperity, the Bible. Sin, the Bible. Everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible.